Hello and welcome to the Casual Anime Podcast, the 6th of March, 2018. I'm your host, Frederick, and my partner in crime is Kashni. Hello, hello, hello. Now, this episode's topic is Mob Psycho 100, so this should probably have been our 100th episode, but I guess it just wasn't meant to be, right? Well, cutting it, we're close. Uh, we're at the 29 episodes. Yeah, we're... <laughs> It's a pretty, it's a long shot from here, but uh, I mean, I've completely lost count at this point. Yeah. Uh, but back to the episode, or back to the anime at hand. So I've been in a kind of a slump recently, and I haven't been watching any anime, so I'll be mostly going off uh, what I remembered from watching it when it aired, but I guess uh, you binged it this week, right? So... Uh, I can imagine it was pretty tough getting into. Yeah, at first the animation was uh, a little weird. I don't know, you know the. Yeah, I guess I guess the art style is pretty weird. Uh, I guess it's pretty different at least, and uh, I'm glad you brought that up uh, because I was gonna mention it later. But this is definitely a slow starter of an anime. Uh, but I think it certainly picks up momentum as the episodes go on. Or what do you think? Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I thought uh, I thought it was kind of fillerish, or uh, it didn't build so much. On yeah, the... it's kind of like an accident waiting to happen, like mob yeah. waiting to explode, I guess. Um. But anyway, so uh, you brought up the art style. Uh, are you f- familiar with the offer of this, uh, or the offer of the source material? No, no. Uh, I think his pen name is uh, One, basically, just, uh, and he releases his stuff on the internet. So uh, after he got popular with uh, One Punch Man, uh, I think they got an actual artist to draw a cleaner version of his art. Because obviously he's a very popular artist or, or manga artist, but I think his art sucks. But uh, his storytelling is, uh, I think, what draws people to him. Yeah. Uh, um, so I've seen some uh, some draw uh, or some uh, pages of the manga. The the clean manga or the or the one he he actually grew. Yeah, I don't I don't really know. Yeah. But it's, it's very basic. Yeah, it's very basic. And I think that's yeah. the point, because... Uh, or why do you think, like, uh, this story about the hopeless psychic with a bowl cut in middle school got popular? Well, it's the story and the feel around it. And, and I think... Uh... Oh, go on. Sorry. Yeah, and I think it's kind of... It's not impossible. You know, uh, yeah. Uh, you don't have the, you know, Naruto and uh, you have to be ninja and uh, and stuff. This could actually happen. It's a, yeah. Yeah. So, I think it's a, li- a little deeper than that, and this is going to probably be a very pretentious answer. But uh, you know, there's this natural progression of art. Um, you can, to a certain degree, predict. The evolution of all kinds of art, kind of when they ex- yeah, accept science, when they 
except God. Uh, you know, the romantics were followed by the realists. It's it's basic uh, art history, and I'm not gonna pretend I'm some kind of expert, but uh, uh, to make the point, um, the previous uh, a period of art is res uh, usually a response to the one that be uh, came before it. So, uh, for example, One Punch Man, it's it's. Uh, it's kind of a, its own take on the shonen protagonist, and Mob Psycho 100 takes aim at what I think is the light novel protagonist. So, um, when Mob Psycho is a result of a certain, uh, is the result of, uh, I think, the dilution of a certain uh, type of anime, um, or a certain kind of main character. Um, I think I think it's kind of a natural response to uh, the surge we saw in light novels, I guess. Hmm. So I think this might be considered a period piece in a few years. It's like uh, the answer to the light novel boom that started with Sword Art Online. <laughs> or I guess it started with Dot Hack, and then it grew popular with uh, things like Sword Art Online. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh, yeah, but we should probably uh, get to some kind of a description of this anime. Uh, so if you haven't watched it, uh, Mob Psycho 100 is about this middle school kid with unlimited psychic powers. And he's basically too dense to understand that anything he wants is with... Or maybe he does understand, but he's kind of uh, reserved with using his psychic powers. But he's very dense. He's very stupid. Yeah. And all of the people he demonstrates his psychic powers to wants to control him. And so, therefore, it's good that it's a very benign uh, character that's the only one who is actually uh, uh, <laughs> taking advantage of him, I guess. Because all Mob wants to do is impress this one girl. Uh, but this one girl isn't interested in psychic powers she's seen that all before because psychic powers are usual in this world so uh, mob decides to go down this different path of okay if I can't impress her with psychic powers well then I just have to become a better human and what interests this girl is muscles so mob decides to build muscles so that's basically the gist of the anime, and then on, along the way, uh, a lot of jealous types show up, and a lot of other psychics show up, which uh, all try to turn Mob from this uh, this path of uh, being a psychic doesn't make you special. It's a uh, person that you are that makes you special, I guess. <laughs> no, of course, all all fights ensue after that. <laughs> I think that's basically it, and we'll get into detail. Uh, anything you want to add? Yeah, I think you summed it up. Uh, because it's, it's been a while, I, I'm gonna admit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so where do you want to start? Should we start on uh, Mob? Should we start on Reagan? Should we start on someone else, maybe? Well, probably uh, Reagan. Okay. Uh... I think he's the ser easily the series' best character. 
Yeah. And I, I don't think that's obvious from the start. Like, oh, what it was, was kind of yeah, it was kind of pretentious, uh, and uh, you know, it's, it was so uh, what do you call it, uh, scamming. Yeah, he's you know. set up to be a con man. He's set up to be yeah. unlikable, but then you realize what he does isn't actually that as bad as uh, it's initially made out. Uh, because I think I think Mob sees him as a, a father figure. I think uh, he actually sees him as his father figure. I think this one scene where uh, Mob recalls some advice from a shadowy figure, and it turns out it was Reagan all along. <laughs> and I think uh, Reagan has this nice balance of uh, balancing his greed, and for when his advice is actually needed to guide Mob. The, uh, down the right path. Yeah. Uh, and he also believes in uh, not fighting, or at least using spiritual power for fighting. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's one of the self-imposed things that Reagan has put in place so uh, well, Mob well, doesn't he... oh, oh, uh, at once figure out that he's a fraud. Yeah, because it only applies to Mob. He can fight and uh, punch and... Uh... Yeah, so... Uh, I think we should explain that Reagan is uh, this kind of a con man who's this kind of exorcist, I guess. Who has made a business in... Uh, exercising spirits for uh, the gullible, I guess. Yeah. So... I guess what we could call Mob, uh, call Reagan is a very, he's basically a psychologist. He reads people's emotions and uh, most people in this world aren't actually bothered by spirits. Very rare cases, there are actually, actually spirits at work. So when there's not spirits at work, Reagan pulls his bullshit act and uh, reads them perfectly and he actually eases their pain. Yeah. That's the point. He actually solves their problems in a way that only he could have done. If it's giving them a back massage or if it's convincing them that something is going to work, some kind of talisman is going to work. He actually solves their problems and if there are real spirits involved, he summons Mob to do the hard lifting. Yeah, the dirty work. Uh... <laughs> You know, in uh, uh, was it episode one when uh, when he calls Mob and uh, he, he first he tries to salt the guy. <laughs> yeah, he's probably read somewhere that that's gonna work. But... Yeah, and it was quite funny, yeah, seeing yeah, and uh, his special techniques. Yeah, uh... and so many. Uh... <laughs> that's definitely a comedy and element, and it's yeah. basically it's. It's a throwback to all of the anime who, like, puts text on screen when someone's special move is coming up. And then yeah. we have Reagan, whose special move is basically nothing. It's these mundane moves, like giving him a massage. And then text comes up on screen, this is Reagan's special move. Yeah. He's practiced it for years <laughs> in the 17th <laughs> chamber of Shaolin. Yeah. So... 
So he makes uh, extra sure that he is the only one uh, taking advantage of mob, and I think I think mob is very well off because uh, of that. Because of that, yeah, yeah. Because mob is actually living a better life because of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what an insane charisma he has, though. He's so sure of himself. In the last episode, he just walks into uh, the base of the shadow organization that's been hyped up for like half of the anime, and then just convinces a bunch of lowly minions that he is the boss there. Because they yeah. couldn't have imagined that anyone could just stroll into this place looking so yeah, in charge. Even when they realized he wasn't the boss, they still uh, still carried out his uh, words. Yeah, because he has so many nuggets of uh, useful wisdom yeah. when he isn't bullshitting people. <laughs> He's like this series only adult, I would guess. Yeah. Because there's a lot of kids in this series, I mean. Kids that some of them grow up, I guess. And I guess that brings us to the kind of a moral or theme of this anime, which is uh, self-improvement, I think. I mean, uh, Mobile already shows early that, well, he has the choice of joining a, a club that does nothing but slack off. And play games and waste their adolescence but instead he turns his back to them and decides to uh, join the body improvement club and i just must say i i just love every one of those <laughs> they're so they're so yeah. precious yeah they're great <laughs> i think they're the kind of like the best guys i've ever seen in an anime they're totally one-dimensional but they're so good-hearted. Yeah. <laughs> Their <laughs> only care is, in the uh, world is... Uh, yeah, yeah they, all they do is train them. Uh, and you know, when Mob gets in trouble, they uh, come and, uh, and bail him out. Yeah, they run directly to his aid. Like, initially they were... Um, the... What's, what's he called? Tenga? Yeah. He's kind of the class rebellious, uh, rebellious type, and he looks like it too. With this, with a, I don't know how to explain the look, but it's it's the anime trope of uh, the delinquents. He gets into fights and so on and so forth. And he has started this fight with uh, the neighboring school. Uh, but then luckily they have a psychic. So uh, when they come faced with the psychic, uh, they get their ass totally handed to them. So he decides to, trick, uh, to try to trick the body improvement club because, let's face it, these guys are ripped to try to get them involved with the fight, but initially they're not interested. So he lays this kind of a plan to kidnap Mob to get him as a hostage, so the body improvement club comes charging in to rescue him, and in that process, they're 
kind of forced to fight. And I guess that will bring us to one of the other very important characters, which is Teru. Uh, the blonde psychic, which is supposed to be a rival character, I guess, but is totally just blown away. Yeah. I think... And his, his personality in the beginning was... He was very cocky. Yeah. Because he's like the stark uh, opposite of Mob, I guess. Yeah. He, he has used his psychic powers to... Uh, leverage his position. He has uh, bent all of the thugs to his will, so he basically, they think he's the strongest person ever, so just they just follow him blindly, and he's very popular with ladies too. And he thinks that all of this is possible just because he is a powerful psychic. Yeah. Uh, while Mob, on the other hand, refuses to use his psychic powers on anything except spirits. But that's not purely the reason why his Mob is an unpopular, unsociable uh, boy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so when these two ideologies crash, uh, I think something happens because. Uh, Teru is terrified that his whole worldview is gonna fall apart. So he throws everything he has at Mob. And, uh, and this is where uh, the interesting thing comes to play. Uh, Teru being oh, naked? Oh, uh, sure, sure. I didn't, yeah. thought you were, I didn't think you were into this. <laughs> Yowie. <laughs> no. no, sorry. Uh, what were you gonna say? Well, I was talking about the other being that is inside, or yeah, is being it suppressed. A being or no, I think it's his built-up emotions. Okay, so it's not uh, because first I thought it was uh, yeah, kind of like uh, with uh, with uh, Naruto. Yes. No, I don't think so. I think. He has bottled up his emotions all his life because one time he used his powers, he accidentally ended up hurting his little brother. Yeah. And as he got more powerful, he realized, oh my god, these powers, they could actually hurt someone. And he also figures out that the girl he's into isn't impressed by psychic powers, so why use them at all, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. So, they only surface when he gets an overload of uh, of um, mental stimuli, I guess, and that's where the 100 comes in. When he reach, reaches 100, all his emotions just comes bursting through the seams, and I don't think he has full control of what he does in this state. No. Because it also surfaces when he's unconscious. <clears throat> so what did you think about this fight? Because I've kind of forgotten it. 
Well, uh, Teru, uh, Teruki, uh, he erased uh, Dimple, which is uh, another character uh, we haven't talked about. Yeah, he's the smile uh, guy, right? Yeah. Uh, and it, it was so one-sided, you know, mob won't attack, and uh, Teruki just punches on, and uh, screaming his, uh, well... He's uh, basically trying to fight himself. His uh, own emotions. Yeah, he's trying to get a reaction out of Mob to prove yeah. that uh, not fighting back isn't gonna be enough, I guess. And what is funny is that uh, Blondie is voiced by Kirito, if you, <laughs> if you would have guessed. And that's yeah. exactly the kind of protagonist Mob mocks. Yeah. The entitled guy who uses his powers to get what he wants. I mean, this couldn't be more perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess... I, at least I think he is. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, if you say so. I haven't uh, yeah. checked uh, it. I, I didn't hear it either, but... No, it's completely different uh, tone of voice, I guess. Yeah. Kirito is way more uh, emo, I guess. I mean, my, my description, at least. Way more moping and uh, fatigued. Yeah. And uh, Teruki changes his personality after the fight. Yeah, he comes to terms with, uh, or basically he realizes, oh well, I got blown away. Um, I guess I was wrong. Yeah, which is kind of weird because he's so strong anyway. And there's only one other guy he knows that's gonna challenge him in his power level. Yeah, but I guess he realizes that he's actually right because he can get all the girls he wants. He doesn't need psychic powers to get them. No. He doesn't need uh, psychic powers to get people to respect him. He, he can do all these things without them. Yeah. And, uh, and he basically just what, becomes what a better you, uh, person because of it. Yeah, what do you think about uh, the wig? <laughs> well, it's, uh, well, I think it's just a parody, but... Uh, yeah, but why is it so big? <laughs> I, well, I, I guess it's overcompensating. I think it's uh, a symbol of overcompensating. Yeah. So his hair was basically his personality and what he makes made him feel good and what he thought ladies were attracted to, and I think his hair just grows exponentially until he basically realizes, oh, well, I think I went too far, and then reduces it. <laughs> yeah. But Teru isn't the only antagonistic character to change. I think uh, Tenga has some pretty interesting changes, too. Yeah, he joins the Body Improvement Club. And, uh, but he was basically a good guy all along. I think he was kind of a secret agent all along. <laughs> because yeah, he yeah, was yeah. never late to class before this. No. But you and know, he, he liked to fight other schools. To, yeah. Uh, to get the reputation of their school uh, up. 
But I don't oh. basically see what's wrong with that, because he only fought people who wanted to fight him, I guess. Yeah. Because there was this, like, uh... I think there's, like, this school reputation going around that... Oh, we're gonna take over this territory if... If there's, like, uh... There's like a weak delinquent in this area. We're gonna take over this territory, and I think it's mostly reputation based. Uh... But just as he's trying to get his uh, affairs in order, I guess he's framed with this horrible crime, and I don't even remember what it is. Yeah, it was uh, the girls. Uh... You know, the pan flutes. Uh, oh my god, who would have ever steal them? Yeah. I mean, uh, Jesus Christ. It, it would have been quite different if it was something lewd or... Well, I yeah. think his uh, friends were framed for lewd things. Like panties and so, so on and so forth. Yeah. I think all of the troublemakers were framed by the student council. Yeah, the Nazi guys. Yeah. Uh, one of them happens to be Mob's little brother, who's like this model, model student. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he ends up feeling guilty, but uh, the student council president uh, doesn't. And I guess he realizes he's too deep in the shit, so there's no turning back, so... He basically goes dark. Uh, <laughs> um, Mob's little brother. Yeah. But what is poetic justice is, though, that... Uh, after Mob's demonstration of strength, he's basically just known now as... Uh, this edgiest name that I've ever heard. Zero Tea Poison or something. Yeah, White Tea Poison. Oh, yeah, yeah. At least... Uh... Shiro Tea Poison. Shiro is white, yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's right. Um, and uh, now all of the rivaling schools want to fight this guy to bring him down because he has such a reputation, but no one knows who he is. And so, so now the student council president is, every time uh, a new uh, rival shows up, he gets the beat, uh, shit beat out of him because they're trying to figure out who Shiro T. Poison is. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of uh, poetic yeah. justice. Yeah, and uh, Ritsu beats up this one guy, which is the, which is the, the beginning of the whole thing. So yeah, uh, and Ritsu has always wanted psychic powers. Yeah, and he has always envied uh, Mob. Mob. Yeah. Which is weird, but I guess it's kind of a big brother complex, right? Or a little brother complex. Yeah, because Mob always uh, envied uh, Ritsu. He wanted to be smart, uh, have power, or have, have strength, and, and so on. Yeah, be athletic, be popular with the girls. Yeah. But what I don't quite understand is how far Ritsu actually goes after he gains some kind of uh, psychic powers. I don't know how he gets them even. Is it because of Dimple? Uh, no, it's because of the research lab. Oh, uh, I guess. He... Or at least he... there's something there. 
uh, they mistake him for uh, for mob, so they bring him in and uh, yeah. He well, he's basically as there. psychic as uh, the kids who were there already. I mean, that yeah, was kind of pathetic. Gimp. That gimp. <laughs> Psychic kids uh, naturally attract uh, bad guys. Want to experiment on them, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so he is kidnapped, cool. or he is tried, he is attempted kidnapped while he's beating up a bunch of uh, other middle middle schoolers. Yeah. And Mob is actually horrified by this because, I mean. Mob violence isn't the key, and Ritsu is horrified as Mob uh, bends down and apologizes to them and begs them to still be Ritsu's friend. He didn't mean any of this. <laughs> He's a good boy. Yeah. Because Ritsu that. knows that uh, Mob can just throw these guys around. So I don't know. I don't know how Ritsu got to this point, actually. Just well, power it's... drunk, it's like a... Yeah, power drunk and he's ended mob for so long. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense shine. though. No, but uh... I mean, yeah, sure, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely, but that isn't true with mob at all. Yeah. Well, I feel like uh, Ritsu is yeah, he's going uh, way overboard. But uh, yeah, yeah, and he got he gets put in put in his place. Yeah, because he is uh, he is he and all of the other kids from the research lab ends up getting kidnapped by this organization, Claw. Yeah, cool. And I don't think any of the bad guys are very memorable. Uh, like there's a guy with a sword and a guy with a mask. Other than that, I can't really remember remember them. Well, you have a show, the the young boy that you don't know what powers are. Is yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, he's the son of the leader of the whole uh, organization. But uh, other than that, uh, kind of forgettable. There was one guy that had a bottle with some spirits in. Yeah, they're basically obstacles to be overcome, I guess. Yeah. And the world. It's there, basically uh, just a list of entitled bad guys who think the world should bend to their will because they're special. Yeah, and an old guy in an S&M uh, outfit. Yeah, and they haven't realized, Mob has realized that power doesn't make you special. Yeah. I mean, just look at the laughing cult. They've deluded themselves into thinking they're happy because they laugh. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, that's... yeah. The laughing yeah. cult is from Sword Art Online. 
No, the laughing cult is from uh, your episode three or something. A uh, dimple is the yeah yeah cult yeah. of the laughing cult. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was kind of forgetful. Uh, but you know, in that episode, uh, you know, mob so stupid, he, uh, or good witted. I don't know how you could say it in English. Uh, uh, for being lured into a sect. Well, I don't. I think. Uh, I think. Uh, Reagan points it out very clearly. If you don't want to do anything, just say no. Just say no loud and clearly, and then make your intentions known, and then you won't get half-assed into some kind of a a club you don't want to be in, for example. So this yeah. is what Mom does. It's basically like, oh, how do you know I was thinking about love? Oh, you must be. You, you, you must have the answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was in this episode I'm I'm starting to liking the animation. Uh, it took three episodes to grow grow on me. Yeah, because everything is very round and uh, <laughs> yeah simplistic and now there's kind of this explosion in colors but you already knew this was gonna happen because if you saw the op it's kind of like very show-offy i don't think they needed to put so much attention into an op like if you look at naruto most ops are just the main characters running in place for like uh five minutes and then some close-up uh shots of their face and maybe they steal some of the fight scenes later in this arc and then they put music over it so uh, I think there's basically something new in every single frame of the OP hmm. and there's tiny details people moving on screen and the same is true for the ED but in a different kind of way did you notice the style the ED is made in? no because it's it's painting on glass, I think. So for every sh every single frame, they have to, or every movement, they have to paint something different on the glass pane to make it move. I think I only heard the ED once. Yeah, so I think that's oh, more yeah. more effort than worth it's worth too. But I guess I guess yeah. they went full all out. I don't really care so much for EDs and OPs. If it's a good song, or I'm gonna listen to it, but... Yeah. Yeah, but uh, we were in the middle of uh, this series' climax, and then we, we diverted to the <laughs> OP and the ED. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, usual for us here at the Casual Anime Podcasts. The mob and uh, Teru and Dimple, who has now been their ally for quite a while, uh, launches a rescue mission to save Ritsu and all the other kids. And not realizing what he's walking into, uh, Reagan follows shortly afterwards. <laughs> and then we get these. Uh, chase slash fight scenes in the corridor of uh, this claw organization 
and uh, I don't remember any of any of them, to be honest. No, they're kind of forgettable. But I think um, they end up being trapped in some kind of room, and then yeah, they because uh, mob gets taken out by the son of the leader, show or yeah. something, and uh, and then they get placed in the room where there's. It's a anti-power field or something around it. Yeah, it's basically just a conduit for Reagan to just walk in and take control. Yeah. And he does it so easily. It's uh, almost scary. Yeah, because all of the organization members are prophetic losers who uh, have no... haven't... they don't have their life in order at all, so... Everything he says applies to them, and it's like, oh my god, what have we been doing with our lives? Like, it's basic life knowledge, but none of these people have ever applied it, so... Yeah. I don't know, so... That's basically an easy path to freedom. And then the final confrontation <laughs> arises. And then it's Reagan quite, just it's... tells them how stupid they are, while... They attack him, but little do they know that, uh, well, nothing seems to be working on him, though, I guess. No, because he uh, got powers from a mob. Uh, you know, usually in the earlier episodes, you get the mob explosion thing. But this time you get the uh, mob's uh, devotion to his master or something, and it's at thousand percent, so... So he yeah, transfers his that, powers. <laughs> that's definitely an anime cliche. Yeah. <laughs> Power level 1000. And after the defeat, the, the humiliating defeat of Claw. Um, yeah, it's, everything uh, basically a... goes back to normal. Yeah, it's only branch 7 or something. Yeah, but I mean, claw. I don't think yeah. this is ever set up to make a, or it's, it can end here. I'm perfectly fine with this anime ending here. Yeah, me too. I don't need anything uh, else, I mean. No, it was a funny show and a great story. And Mob is back to just where he was, being, <laughs> being a pathetic loser who's trying to improve himself. Yeah. What I uh, what I actually found interesting was that Tenga dropped a very juicy uh, bit of knowledge in the end there. Or when the student council president uh, Anritsu apologized for framing him, he basically says he doesn't care because what was important was that. Everyone in his class believed that he could do it, or he could have done it. Not that he did it, but he, he could have done it. Because that was a, the kind of person he was. So his perception was so low, initially, that it didn't matter if he did it or not. So he realized, oh well, I have to work on my percept uh, on everyone's perception of me. Or else I'm gonna end up being hated by everyone. Yeah. 
And that's a very important realization. So he's basically... Uh... Yeah, he's, he's one of the many who has one of these transformation arcs from going to... from a child to taking responsibility for yourself, making yourself yeah. better. And to be fair, the student council guy had just the same. Yeah, uh, I don't know how but, he but not, uh, uh, Yeah, because his brother uh, paid attention to him or something. <laughs> yeah, I noticed yeah. him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, and you know that the episodes, they were kind of, um, I was thinking this was going to be, uh, an anime, uh, when, uh, where a mob goes and hunts monsters. Oh, a monster yes. of the week, uh, kind of show. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, uh, the first episodes of, of Bleach or, um, um, fairy tale. Yeah, because uh, when when I put on the first episode, I thought to myself, what, is this bleach in disguise? And, uh, well, I was totally wrong. Oh, by the way, one interesting uh, detail about the first episode, I remember. There was this uh, accident inside the tunnel, I think, and Reagan and Mob were going to investigate it. And uh, Reagan says something about uh, the top logger or something going missing in the tunnel. I was like, oh, Logan Paul got lost in a Japanese tunnel? Well, that's great. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think that was, would be the kind of place he would seek out a haunted yeah. tunnel. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, I, I really thought you were going to mention the Bolsack guy. You know, uh, oh, the guy well, in the tunnel I... that had the ball sack on his face. Well, he was just an unfortunate uh, casualty, I guess. Yeah. They slipped on a banana and they died. <laughs> yeah, absolutely tragic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Mob is way too overpowered for these uh, guys. Or just the uh, great spirit in the tunnel. Yeah, he's basically he's basically of the same strength of One Punch Man, probably, but he doesn't use it. Yeah. Uh, should we take a break? Uh, I think we're basically done. I mean, I only have a few other things on the docket. So I think yeah. we can soldier through. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. So, um, I mean, we're basically at point Zen, but we can probably talk about, or some people say that this is kind of a subversion of some kind of a genre, and I was kind of talking about it too, but I don't think it is, because, I mean, I don't think it's that special. I think the intention of the offer was to, um, a makeup counterpoint point to the shonen protagonist, but I don't think anything that is in this uh, this kind of a story hasn't been done before. And I think that's yeah. basically what makes a good story. I mean, 
you take something and you tweak it, like right? It's like uh, Hunter Hunter is basically just a, a more edgy tweaking of Dragon Ball. I haven't seen Dragon Ball but, with uh, deeper characters. Yeah, but I I get what. Well, you mean. just think about any shonen manga where people fight, and all of them are very similar, but have things that differenti differentiate themselves. Hmm. Well, in the end, uh, you know, in Naruto and, and stuff like that, the bad guys uh, usually turn good. Oh. And it's kind of the same. Yeah, well, all, sure. Well, yeah. But, but it's the general opinion. Uh, but this uh, anime certainly is, or this series is certainly self-aware. I mean, salt middle middle school and vinegar black vinegar yeah. middle school <laughs> i mean that, that's obviously made for a laugh so yeah and it's kind of kind of very much comedy elements in the show yeah all of reagan's things are basically comedy yeah. and mob too yeah it gets weird when he gets in the conversation yeah, but I didn't think anything of what he did or said is innately funny. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe so. it's just... Uh, yeah. We should probably reach some kind of conclusion, because... I remember appreciating this a lot more when it aired than I do right now, but... So I should probably rewatch ah, re it, right? Right after I yeah. watch some terrible shonen uh, light novel thing. So you should go watch Sword Art Online and then watch this. Ah, never again. Well, <laughs> well, I say that, but I'm probably gonna watch uh, if another season comes out, just to yeah, it's say, say mean things about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think I think I'm done. Yeah. Anything well, you want to add? Well, it's a great uh, show. I rated it a uh, seven out of ten. <laughs> you become too, uh, you become more conservative with your rating. Now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, I didn't get the hook. The you know, I had to watch another episode. Yeah. Sure. Um, can respect that. Uh, we'll be right back with uh, something else, I guess. Follow us on SoundCloud, follow us on Twitter, and we'll be right back. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>